Right. Let's just uh, break it news. Double or bullshit. Double or bullshit. No bullshit. Well, two things are apparently clear. Absolutely clear to me. Is our lack of preparedness and the financial underpinnings of this country are not healthy. They're rotten. We have to ask ourselves why. That's what we're going to explore today on the No Bullshit News Hour. We're going to have an emergency room nurse, a deputy from the county jails. They wish to remain anonymous because you know how it goes in this country. You speak out, they silence you. And later in the program, we will have Mark Blythe, a professor of international economics and political science from Brown University. The man specializes in why people continue to believe stupid economic ideas despite buckets of evidence to the contrary. Maybe make some sense of what is and what's going to be after this passes, and it will pass. Relax, it will pass. But first, we want to bring Grace Carros, a friend of ours, a sponsor of the show, my boss, the owner of American Coney Island downtown. Welcome in, Grace. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good Hi, to Grace. see all of you. Hi. Hey, you. Grace. Brought some fish sandwiches for you. So, <laughs> thank you. What a hell of a Lent. Yeah. So we will have from the front lines a nurse to tell you what's going on in emergency. They're absolutely livid. The jails. We've done nothing. If you've been listening, we've been saying for months, you got to pay attention. Nobody did. And now there's a coronavirus outbreak, and that's a vortex. That's where people cohabitate overnight, right? Remember, remember limping mm-hmm. Bonnie, the yep. white chick that goes in for the weekends, and then, then she goes out. So you can see how that. And she happened. gave us great insight as to what was going on. Yeah, and then I, yeah. I got in a week, uh, two weeks ago now. I told them. But we also have a restaurant tour. So, what are you noticing? How's business? What's tell us? It's what's, terrible. What's happening? Uh, are, nope. we not, are we not allowed to go to restaurants? You're allowed to go to the restaurants only carry out, delivery, or a curbside. In my case, it's curbside or carry out. You're allowed five in the store at a time. And for the few people that are out, we're staying open. Most people are staying open, but you have to let go all of your staff and temporarily so they can go collect unemployment. Restaurants cannot survive on carry out alone. There's someone I know way up in the Michigan Restaurant Association who I've known before he was way up there, and 50% will not recover. And 50%. that's 50% will never recover. Of Detroit's restaurants. That, that'll yes. just close and never reopen? And some already have, if you've been noticing the news a little bit. They just said, forget it. Not. Co- it's been a brutal winter. Like, January was really bad, February, and then this. Right. It, you, you can't live on carryout alone. And so... I know because I work there. We've been repairing pipes yes. and deep scrubbing and all the necessary things by the CDC and who we sanitize the gloves, spray things down. I mean, above and we've always done above and beyond, but now we're doing times a thousand and beyond. And why are you ha- staying open? I mean, I I I, I know because you're a business, but it's not profitable to stay. It's you're definitely still, not. You're prof- still paying your people. If there's 10 people that need to come in and eat, we're there for you, the 10. And it's myself, my manager, another supervisor, and one guy, and we're doing it. But for the first time ever, we actually, I had to call a locksmith, and we locked the door last night at 8 o'clock. Ever. Wow. Ever. In 103 years. We didn't years. have a key. I had to call a locksmith. Because you're open 24 hours. Right. For 103 years. 103 years. Mm-hmm. 
Like not even when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. Did well, you close? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good a little one. Little animal yeah. house. Yeah, right yeah there you go. So <laughs> what, what did you do with all the employees? Are they just not coming into work? Listen, how do you pay them? There is no work. Right. And, there is and no even, work. And even if you pay them, you got to realize they survive. They also live on tips. tips. Yeah. And tips are so important in this industry. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest problems. Even though I pay well, and most of my other restaurant tour friends pay well, it's not we. A lot they of live, a lot live of them live tips. check to check also. So I can feed them. I can keep a few of them on. They can go get unemployment. It's available to them. Of course, it's hard. I heard the website crash like two, three mm-hmm. times. Yeah, my other uh, it's a preparedness mess. problem. It's a mess. Yeah. You were saying? Uh, well, we have a waitress in our family, and, uh, and she they closed a restaurant. Mm-hmm. She went to file unemployment. Can't, can't sign up because the website doesn't work. So she's not even in the system. The new yet. thing is call. Then they've a pre-recorded message now, and you have to follow those prompts, but which still directs you back to the website, and it's still messed up. Right. So Jeez. this is also a, a time, too, is that I know a lot of people are doing the curbside. A lot of people are doing carryout. That's not a reason not to tip. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's also something thing. to Now's the time to tip. Yes. Right. Now's the time to yes. tip. Uh, regardless. The few that are coming in, yeah, tip for the, for the employees. That, that's, that's what it's about. We're staying open for you. It, it's, it's sad. It really is. It's so, just like everybody. We're all in it together, but it's hard. So... Who are you noticing downtown? It's a ghost town. It who, is a ghost who, who town. Who do you notice wandering around? I've never seen so many homeless walking the street right now. It is so sad. And they they can't get to the church. They can't get to the shelter. There's nobody walking the streets say, here, here's a dollar. Whether you want to get beer or a hot dog, you know, there's nobody giving them anything. Because there's just nobody downtown. There's nobody downtown. But they have also can't go to where they were going to get food because everybody's dying. They need yeah. whatever they can for either their staff, their home, what have you. And it, it, it's just heartbreaking. Wow. So we're going to do something on Monday, March 23rd. March 23rd, this coming Monday. From 11 to 1. You come on in, buy some lunch, all the proceeds. We partnered up with the Motor City Mitten Mission. And what they do is they're actually like feet on the street. They go out and they find these homeless. They're for real. Yes. There's like HUD sent the city $25 million this year for homeless. This is, again, the preparedness angle, the government, 20 years since 9-11, the trillions we've spent, the billions we spend on these programs. You're really starting to get a window, nonpartisan here. Mm -hmm. You're starting to get a window into how everything gets siphoned off. There's what? One shelter they've opened for... 10,000 homeless people, we got 125 beds. Yeah. Where's Not the fucking money? This is what everybody's angry about. So, I apologize. Go ahead. No, please. I, but, but, thanks for that. But the people at the Motor City Mitten Mission yes. are, they, they, I mean, are on the street. They go find you. They don't get rich. Yeah, they don't get rich. They're going They're un- not top heavy. Your executive director's on the street. Her name's Gail. She's amazing. We've talked. We've spoke. And she's so excited and so grateful. And I'm just like, I want to do it. No one's making any money here. It's not about that. It's about helping them. It, it's heartbreaking. I tell you, you, come downtown, just sit for 10 minutes and see it. It, it, it just ruins emotion. It's so emotional. So that's what we're doing. And all the proceeds of those two hours, we're going to turn it around and give it to her in money or food. Food is really what they want because they have nothing to eat. 
So what else can people do, Grace, certainly coming down, you know, picking up an order from American Coney Island, but what else uh, can, can people do to help in your efforts? Don't forget to tip my staff. And it's as simple as that. So come on down. 11 to 1. Everything goes to help. Every, 100, 100%. And let's, let's, let's just say who they are. They're the crazies. Yes. We don't have any hospitals for them. They're the drug addicts. Yes. Your sister, my brother, like that. They are people that just got kicked out of jail or prison with no place to go. No place it, to it's, work. It's the Easter season. I, I'm just shocked down there. And everybody wants a cigarette. Yeah. And I'm giving them the cigarette, but now I'm like, let me put that on the windowsill, bro. Right. You go get that. Right. Right. Because a virus is not a bigot. A virus is not a racist. It's not a classist. It does not care. It'll jump. And you so, went one further. You were even giving them gloves, which we have, thank goodness. And you were offering them gloves. I was giving them your gloves. Well, my gloves. You know, why not? Okay. Keep mine. We're going to give them food here in a minute. So. <laughs> well, geez, I got probably. my ammo. <laughs> oh, but did you notice, like, last week, like, we were giving the list of here's what you would really need. Because now people are stir crazy and they're yeah. just thinking. And this technology with Facebook and stuff is getting people all stirred up. Run on ammo, Bob. Yep. No yep. rice in the stores. Yep. You know what I mean? The no generators, the gasoline. No toilet paper, no oh, bottled that was, water. That was gone two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, we stopped at the ammo with at the gun shop on the way here. Did we, you? Yeah. We waited in line. I mean the six feet apart. The store, you said it was packed. The, the, it, it was packed inside. Fortunately I knew the owner, so we were able to get in and he sold me something that he otherwise wasn't selling. But people are in their first time. I was telling Bob, people are in their first time gun buyers. Oh. They don't know the process. They're not qualified. They don't know how to use it. They don't know how to use it. And they're going for the large, you know, AK automatic. Uh, and it's AR like that. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, you for don't, a pistol, you got to have a permit to purchase. But you gotta, exactly. But they're running the paperwork. Everybody's tempers are high. It, it was very tense. Very, I'm, very tense. Come on, folks. Yeah, it's right. crazy. Calm down. Hold, hold it together. And no, my mom's not going to look at people doing this anymore. She did her reporting, and right. she's safely home. But I do admire the look at this. Calm down. Yeah. We've been through worse. Right, we're going to get through this. Oh, yes. But I, I think part of the reason for some of the hysteria is no one knows how long it's going to last. And that's what it is. Nobody knows like what's if you knew, going oh, on. If, if you knew, like, by next Friday it's going to be all over, people would be a lot more... But you don't calm. know what it is, and you don't but you know, don't know what it is, right? You don't know the outcome. You don't know how to react. You don't know how to protect yourself, and that's the scary part. And so people don't know what to do. The, the conversation now is that California is the testing ground for shutting down the entire country. They're trying to see how Californians are going to react. Okay, let's, let's lay this out. The National Guard. I, I see you all in this area, because to us, the National Guard means something a lot different yeah, in New sure. York or St. Louis or Dallas, it, we were all there. At, at least if, if you're young like Sid, your parents were there. We were well, there. I was a kid. I, you know. I know, but you know, very very young. <laughs> I, I was one, but I was there. Like okay. it's it's in, but it's in, our, it's in our DNA. It's in our DNA. Remember what what the, what the National Guard's here for? They're here to clean stuff. They're doing humanitarian stuff. They're here to keep order. They're not here to shoot you. But I would challenge what would even happen. And we don't even know if it's going to happen. No. But where are you going to put me? Arrest me. I'm out on the street. The county jail? Because nobody, not from the governor, the president, the county executive, the sheriff, has done anything there. Now it's in there. Right. Where are you going to put me? 
So listen, just respect each other and, and just kind of... Well, this isn't... Uh, Karen's got some... Not, did a little research on... Not much. How virulent this is, but... Let you tell it. <laughs> you know, she just did it. <laughs> she just did it. Hey, I didn't understand. She did a whole thing early this week. I said, I... make yourself known with the statistical analysis this compared to flu. And it's this... Well, you know, Charlie's like, do this. And I'm like, what is he talking about? But anyway, so we did look at the numbers for the flu season for 1918. There were 200 or are 280,000 cases of the flu with 16,000 deaths compared... In, in the 20... 20 flu season. The 1920 flu season. Which yeah, you was, said which, 2018. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, 1920 flu season. And then the uh, COVID-19 so far, and these numbers are changing by the hour, 14,371 cases with only 217 deaths. And again, those numbers are changing by the hour. Yes. Right. And I don't think we have to go over it. Everybody's an expert at this point now with the exponential curve and everything. The, 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 the point here is we don't know what it is. It's brand new. We don't even know if you can make an antidote to it. And, you know, if the antibodies would stick. If once you get it, will you be immune? We don't even know that yet. That's true. So as much as the government's a pile of dung, the system's great. It's just everybody's a creep in it. Respect what the government's asking you to do. Keep order, because I'll do it. They're just a, the government is just a telephone from me to you. I'll respect it. You respect it, we'll get through it. What I'm really worried about are the restaurants and... And the people who work at the restaurants. Retirement and retirement. Yeah, you know, and companies. And like I said, we have a, a great guest who just kind of pull the curtains back on what we've been doing in this country. Remember, everybody, I don't know, my 401k's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, full employment. That was a month ago. It's not great now. Well, what was behind that? Well... Like, like a... a, a you gotta you gotta sit home for a couple weeks, and the value of the economy's half. What it, what is that telling you? Well, we're gonna ask those questions. How bad is it? When will it be over? Where are we going from there? The domino effect, the is impact. There, is there gonna the, be the inflation since the government's just handing out money and printing money? And Michigan just said that this is not going to count toward, you know, the, the students' time in school. So now they're going to be behind. So it's, it's, it's going to have Chain a residual effect. Be yep. terrible. And let's look, at, let's look at a couple of things. Okay, we're going to talk to uh, an emergency ward nurse from Sinai Grace. The buses, right? <laughs> the bus drivers walked out because there was no plan, right? And then the, gov- the, the government, the mayor, gives them a little more money. Makes people enter in the back. This is common stuff. And washing down the bus. I was just saying that they and, cleaned And they're them. riding for free now. Right. But, but like, in, there are really no people on the bus. We talked about the homeless. We're going to talk about the jails. We had something to do with it. I'm not going to take full credit, of course, because you don't do that. But the governor last week said no more than 250 people in an area. And what does the greedy-ass casino owner do? He throws up tarps and drywall. Right. Come on down. Like, the Chinese couldn't figure out a tarp? Well, it doesn't do anything. They're thumbing their nose at you, Governor. So, the factory floors. Right? White collar gets to stay home, and blue collar going to go to the factory floor. Well, they they walked out, though. Yeah, they said no. And I know a lot of those guys. Good for them. I respect that. Well, we're cleaning more. Nah, nah, nah. You talk to the people. Because that's what this show and this group is. We know the people. We're for the people. We're of the people. You're not doing that stuff. Well, and like you said just a minute ago, you know, we don't know how the transmission actually works. So what good is cleaning and wiping down a countertop do when you're getting it just because I'm in the same room with you? But then also you know? people that don't have symptoms, 
could be carriers. And so right. you don't you don't know. You don't and, know. And then the testing is still low. Right. So you're kind of guessing. You're also in the min- middle of sinus uh, allergy season. So do people have sinusitis? Do they have other issues? And is that all in that blurred line? Nobody knows. Nobody okay, knows. And this is what annoys I'm I'm not anybody's enemy here. I'm nonpartisan. I don't care. Yeah, Bush was a pile of shit. Obama didn't do much. Trump, I think you're seeing it. Snyder, a flint poisoner. Whitmer, what? I've been telling you for months about this jail. If you're going to look at, at a pandemic, I did this at my house. I put up a map of greater Detroit, Detroit metropolitan region, and I do circles around nexuses where the vector would spread out. Like, where would be the hubs of this shit germinating? Schools, government buildings, jail, sports arenas, the jail, specifically the jail. No other place does, do strangers sleep together. At, at the level of density, too. Yes, and remember, we, we had um, Bill Goodman on. It's been under uh, court decree for four decades for the health violations in there. It's never passed a health exam. You're going to hear from this? I'm not the enemy, Governor. Fix the fucking thing. Right. Or stop sending people there. So now, you know, yes, Deadline Detroit, please visit it because struggling like Metro Times and the newspapers and everybody else. Here's what the governor's spokeswoman later texted me, this empty walnut. We are closely reviewing this specific matter right now and considering what steps we should take to protect persons who are incarcerated or work in jails or the courts. What? Really? A little late. Trying to help. Well, your governor and your mayor are making plans for uh, a, a Democratic cabinet position. That's what they're hoping and working towards. And, hey, Drew, he's dogging us for not waving at him on Facebook. So, hey, Drew. But um, they're, they're, they're looking at uh, – they're trying they're, – they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlie, don't even play like that. Is this his mic? Wait, that's his mic. No, no. Uh, no, 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 Charlie. No. That, wait, hey, wait a minute. This is, this is, this is, this is no joke. <laughs> that's better. Oh, this is Mark's what microphone. Yeah, it is better. That's, that's Mark. Oh, he's got kids. Sorry about that. Grayson, I've already hosed down everything here twice. But anyway, so that seems to be their priority. Uh, Trump just gave her a little bit more exposure, probably, than she would have had during this crisis uh, when he attacked her on Twitter. And she's riding the wave. I'm, I'm not impressed. Look, the county jail's budget's $150 million. I'm a wonk. I covered anthrax, 9-11, weapons of mass destruction, West Coast Homeland Security, East Coast Homeland Security, Michigan Homeland Security, the county, and the city. I know a little something. I'm not just a guy yelling. The county jail budget's $150 million a year. Where's the soap? The county's Homeland Security budget last year was $2.5 million. Was there a huge natural disaster? Did we get hit by a tornado? Was there a big fire? Was there a pandemic? Where'd the, where'd the money go? We could really use that. Again, I remember this because, watch folks, here's how it all ties together. Remember when Bob Fucano had the three drivers of this Cadillac? Mm-hmm. I'm like, how's he got three drivers? What budget are they paid out of? Homeland fucking security. 
We don't have it. What's, what's the homeless money? Dude, it's, it's, you know what it's like? It's like Walking Dead down there. It's this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joey. You got me on there? I just got out of prison, man. I'm hungry. Give me something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. So I don't got nothing. Give me something, motherfucker. Starving. They're by the grace of God. Fuck. It's true. Well, okay, so if he drops dead out there, then what? Someone's going to pick him up. Do they got gloves? Do they got eye shields? Because I'm telling you, the firefighters don't got eye shields, Mr. Mayor. Right? Well, they don't have masks either. And you've got, what, a, two a, officers thus far on, on DPD that have tested? That have tested positive, yeah. And, and 80 are self-quarantining. And as you know, we love the police. We're very in tune to what's going on there. Doing that job for that pay in those conditions, I'd be self-quarantining too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I really would. Where is the money? Good question. And now we're all looking, where's the money? But, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, and again, this isn't a sustainable model, but, you know, the free bus rides, the, you know, turning the water on again, if it was that big of a budget deal, why not? And then the signs that I think was a good thing for the restaurants, but they had the application, approval, printing, installation of those signs in a day. Hmm. In a day. Somebody got that contract, you think? Well, that, yeah, right. that works. So what are you saying they knew about the, well, they, they planned on it? I don't know, but I'm saying if you can be expeditious in meeting in that, that need. That need, right. I'm saying you, so you have to be able to have access to resources in order to execute. You have to. I'll run up a debt. I'll run up a debt. Something. Well, well that's what do. they're going to do. Yeah, you know, you were saying what's going to happen when this is done to the people that can't afford the bus, people can't afford the water. Right. Right, the, uh, the children that have to be fed at school. Exactly. What's going to happen? We're going to go back to it, and we're going to pretend it doesn't exist, and we're going to start blaming people for being poor. Well, welcome to it. Everybody feels poor now. Yeah. At least remember, the whole world's like this. That's true. That's true. So listen, here's what I'm going to say. We're going to cut out of Facebook Live because uh, of anonymity concerns from from the jail and from the hospital, you can pick up this show. Look, it's it's a podcast, so go to nobsnewshour.com, nobsnewshour.com, and you can stream it there. Or you can go to what, iTunes? What else, Spot, Drew? Spotify. Spot, 77 platforms, Google Play, and you just you can put in LaDuff, you can put in No Bullshit News, No BS News Hour, and download it. And listen, and we'll keep you informed because we're actually out there that the story about the jail is is ours you know we, we want to get you news we think you should have monday 11 to 1 the american coney island downtown march 26th at lafayette 23rd, michigan 23rd. march 23rd thanks bob Trying to get through the month. We're <laughs> confused enough. Yeah, we Mar March 23rd. So, so wait a minute, Grace. Let me ask you this. Are you going to be able to accommodate, you know, when people come down? It's just carry out. But I'm saying, you know, if you have an increase in orders Those or people papers. coming out, yeah. you know, are you going to put Charlie out there to help pack and serve? I mean, I've got. You got, you got, you're able yes. to do it. Okay. I just yes. want to make sure. Got make sure I put my apron on. Yeah, you know, well, well hey, sure. you know, if anyone wants to help, come on in. Let's okay. wash your hands first. S support our sponsors because <laughs> they support us and, and we love them and, and, Two more things before you cut it out, Joe. Um, let me just say, ADR, 
you know about ADR. Ethical, honest, smart. There's a lot of development jobs going on, right? You might not know what to do. Here's a clever one. We're building uh, apartments, right? And there could be a quarantine. Turn down, please. There could be a quarantine. So you can't get your shit built. Here's, here's some out-of-the-box thinking. Ellen Tuck advised a client, why don't you house your workers at the completed apartments and furnish them and let them stay on site? That way they can continue to work and your, your project continues to get done on budget and on time. That's the kind of guy he is. He came over to my house because I got a little construction I got scheduled and I want him to run through it again considering the new economy. Am I overpaying? What could I do? He came over. He made the house call. Oh, look, look, Karen's going, yeah. No, I was like, we needed to call him. Yeah, call him. Oh, by the way, he's like, you got his number wrong last time. I was reading, so somebody wrote it down wrong. There you go. 248-318-9424. Get the job done right on time on budget. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. And by the way, these are unclassified, so I can show them to you. These are from the United States government. The bearer of this letter from um, the Integrated Operations Coordination Center, National Communications Coordination Branch, Cyber and Infrastructure. The bearer of this letter is providing emergency communications sustainment uh, and restoration to support critical communications infrastructure facilities in response to the COVID-19 declaration of national emergency. The critical communications facilities are necessary to ensure the first responder, emergency responders, public messaging, 911 communications providing life-saving capabilities are functional during this period. So, this is basically for the media because we need to get the word out. We're allowed to get gasoline and be on the streets. This was issued March 16th. Today is March 20th. 20th. In effect, what's that say? COVID, in response to COVID-19 declaration of national emergency. Don't panic. Get ready for it. But there's a little more. No bullshit news. Love each other. Is that right? Okay, go to uh, nobsnewshour.com and you can hear straight from the front lines. Um, we're going to cut it out. Grace, you can stay if you like. Thank you. All right. And uh, All right, we'll see you. Okay. Be safe. Now we're back. Now I got rid of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, Charlie. Oh my That's like the download comment you made a couple weeks ago. You yes. gotta watch what you say. Yeah, they're really stuck in your craw. Because you gotta watch what you say, Charlie. Okay, do it, we got... It goes out. Yeah, really. Oh, you didn't call him? Oh, you couldn't. Right. So we'll just... We'll just... Uh... Yik yak? No, you just play some music while Mannequin was over there. Mannequin. Being a mannequin. Now we're waiting for the deputy. So we whistle or? <laughs> I thought you did radio for like three years. I did, but you. And you you can't feel is... better than that? Oh, yeah, I can, but I can't. You were filling for hours at a time. I, my show was four hours long. Wow. So, you know, but I also had callers and, you know, everything was planned. I don't know. We just we talk about stuff. So Guests. Yes, yeah, Grace <laughs> was always. And Charlie, you were a guest. I had something pop up on my memories on Facebook when you were a guest on my show. Yes. Now I'm a guest on yours. So why don't you give us <laughs> a little more in-depth uh, analysis on this COVID versus the flu? 
Well, I, I don't just, want to waste all that and that's time, all, all that deep that you put that in. deep down research that I did. <laughs> Your daughter's back there laughing. <laughs> well, listen, I just think, again, it goes back to what Bob was saying. We don't know. Um, you know, we know the flu. We think that the flu um, shot prevents flu, but it does not. Uh, right. In some cases, people have said it actually makes it worse. But it's the uncertainty around COVID-19. We don't know what it is. We don't know how it's transmitted. We don't know what it will respond to. We don't know. And so that wow, how long it's going to be around. And so what we, we've heard about the flu for decades. Right. Okay, you got the flu. If you had underlying issues, it may, you know, be fatal. It, hurt, it hits kids and, and older people. We, we know that. It's the uncertainty around COVID-19. And wait, wait, you're spreading disinformation. And the economic impact of mm. COVID-19, Charlie. That's there, the other thing. Well, you don't see an economic impact from the let flu. Let me stop you there. Okay. Flu shots absolutely work. No, they don't. No, not, not for everyone. Yeah, no, watch this. Don't. Yes, they do. The point is, there's more than one flu strain. Well, and they have to guess it. Okay, yes. Okay, that's but, fair but wait a minute, because there's a look. This this Facebook shit and 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 cable TV and everybody's a fucking expert on everything now, right? So I'm not saying you, but yeah, I did my you, research. You, you put that out there, and then you got those anti-vaxxer people. Yeah. What happens? It doesn't work. It gives you polio. Is it what? Hey, I've, it ne- works. I've never had a flu shot. I don't want one. I've, I've never had one either. Don't want it. Either. I don't. I don't get them. You know why? Because I'm supposed to be the, the large and strong one. I, I, I let children and the weaker people have it. You know what I mean? And when I'm sick, I don't go to work with the fucking flu. That's true. Right? Well, and that's, that's a big thing. You know, because we were we went through this at work. We said, if you're sick, if you're coughing, but that should be anyway. And it should I mean, be you, anyway. You see exactly people right. Driving down the street, digging in their nose, and they use the restroom and don't wash their hands. We should be practicing these this level of cleanliness. Anyway, All the time. And exactly. social distancing. Don't stand on my back in line and don't tailgate me when I'm driving. You cold, lonely woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that way. Well, you and, need and, to and, touch me. You Watch know, your that, hands. That, that, that like begs the question. <laughs> your nails are nasty. You know, Doug and making a big deal about how they clean the buses and wash them. What were they doing before? Exactly. Automatic. Right. The point, they weren't doing anything. Right. Mem- I got that. Remember on this show, like people, the cops don't wait for an ambulance. Yep. They throw people in the back, and I'm like, who's disinfecting that? I'd love... Oh, that's a good Charlie, point. Let okay. me tell you this. Right, and they take them to the hospital, and then they come back and do a run, put somebody else in the back seat. We got, go ahead. Oh, we got deputy on, but okay. go ahead. Tell, no, 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 no make, it's fine. Make the last point. No, 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 no. Never mind. It's long and drawn out and unnecessary. All right. Hey, uh, deputy. <laughs> you don't want us to use your name? Uh, please, no. Okay, we will, uh, we will change this voice in post-production so you can speak freely. Copy that. Okay, where are you working right now? Uh, Sheriff's Office, Wayne County. Uh, you working in the jail, one of the three jails? Oh, one of the pits. What's that? I said, yeah, the pit. The pit. The pit. Yeah. Which one's the, the pit? Shithole. The shithole. Go on, tell us. Look, man, this is, this is, we are of the people. You know how many first responders get a hold of me during this thing? Because you're forgotten. Charlie, it's absolutely crazy. Lay it out. Everything's fucking dirty. The air filtration system is probably older than my dead grandmother. You can't breathe in there. Um, and especially with this shit that's going around now, deputies are sick year-round. This ain't no help. There ain't no plan in place. We have no fucking cleaning supplies. No soap. Antibacterial soap, that is. Deodorant soap's not going to kill nothing. Um, 
Okay, let's go. Let's let's see. We walk in. It's intake, right? Yeah. Describe the floors and the walls at intake when the drunk driver, the deadbeat dad, the person caught with some dope, uh, what what have you. It, you know, it could be all walks of life go through there. So what what what's it look like when you walk in there? Well, you're probably going to be greeted with cockroaches first, crawling across the floor. Um, the floor is supposed to be white. It's like a dingy brown yellow. Uh, the white walls are the same. There's food geared into the floor. Um, they call them uh, cool shots, the Kool-Aid, the juice, stained into the floors, in the cells. Cells are dirty. Looks like a murder cells scene. Have, cells, oh, yeah. How many cells people are in a cell together at any one time? Um, anywhere from maybe 80 to 100. In the in, in the intake? In one, there's a couple of cells in the intake. In one cell, 80 to 100 people fresh off the street or so fresh out of the cell block, correct, Depp? Uh, that and uh, coming back from court or waiting to go to court. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then when you're being brought in, you're being processed, there are four stainless steel showers at intake, correct? Yeah, they don't work. They don't work. When's the last no. time those worked? I've been there over 23 years, never seen them work once. Wow. So we know coronavirus, we're told to wash, right? Wash oh, with antibacterial soap, and that's the first line of defense in this, correct? Well, that's all we hear. And yet the but showers don't, don't work. But, but we don't have nothing to wash with. Fuck. Even, even if we have fucking water, we don't have no antibacterial soap to wash with. So what the fuck's water for if you don't have the soap? Any infestation? Oh, you get drain larvas, uh, bugs. Cockroaches, uh, rodents. Cockroaches, you know, you, you, you name it. The toilets it's leak, there. right? The, the seals are busted on the toilets. Toilets, toilets leak, standing water. In, mold. In, in cells, mold, black mold. Um, air vents are plugged with cakes of dust. Ah, oh, fuck. See, okay, now... Then you take off your clothes and you put them into property, right? There's a deputy there with a pair of latex gloves. That's it. He oh, ha he oh. handles the, he handles the clothes, right? That is correct. Puts them in a in a suit bag that's got mesh. It's a mesh suit bag, right? Yeah, it's a it's a breathable mesh bag that doesn't even zip up. Now, in most jails, they you they put them in a plastic bag and vacuum seal it, correct? I heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Not here. So what what the, you guys are flipping out. You called me and said, guys got coronavirus, and it was true. Well, what are we doing? There, there, there's no, like, screening process. There's, there's nothing. Oh, there are no thermometers there at intake, are there? Uh, no. There's not even a questionnaire, like, have you been running a fever? Uh, you know, have you been in contact? They don't even have that, do they? Not to my knowledge, no. What? So shouldn't those be protocols in place? Uh, <laughs> I'm just asking. Go ahead and ask the depth. Go ahead. No, I'm saying shouldn't that, I mean, because, you know, businesses, hospitals, uh, schools, all these organizations and institutions are instituting protocols to, as they keep saying, flattening the curve and to prevent the spread of the virus and, and other disease. Shouldn't those be protocols in place or have there ever been protocols in place to make sure that there isn't any cross-contamination or spread of disease? Karen, you would think so, but we have not been advised of any protocols on anything, no plan on anything. We don't have cleaning supplies. We don't have 
sanitary wipes to wipe off doorknobs. We don't have disinfect sprays for a spray to the air. We, we, we don't have anything. And so they take that level of exposure home to your family, your friends. Let's do this. And, uh, and to the schools and Let, the church. Yeah. And Let's do this, Deb. Yeah. Exactly. I get this. Fuck them. They're fucking criminals. Fucking pukes anyway. We don't give a fuck. They deserve it. If you could just explain what this means to society in general, if, if that's a ground zero where you're working, explain to the, the haters why it would affect them. I, I, I'll tell you this, Charlie. Before I got into what I'm into now as a career, I would have probably thought the same thing. But I can tell you this. Every single one of us could end up in that county jail at any given day for whatever stupid reason, right or wrong. Absolutely. I've been in it, bro. That's why I'll never forget it, never quit you. These people are our neighbors, our family members. There's no reason they couldn't mandated for them to maintain a, a, a healthy you know body it's all smoke and mirrors yes they're going to tell you they have this they have that they don't have shit say it again because um, the community listeners here we're all a community tell us again because you're one of them it could be one of my family members it could be me, my mom, my dad, cousin, neighbor, end up in that jail. You need the basic necessities to maintain a healthy body. It is mandated by law. It is. It and is. Smoke and mirrors, they will tell you they have this, they give them this, they give them that. They don't give them shit. They don't have it. I'm telling you. Boom. Boom. Listen, folks. Not me. Lie. Not me. And I've been in there, and that's what I see. This is who I talk to amongst dozens of people. He's telling you the truth, and I must do this, Deputy, and Karen, and Grace, and Mannequin, and Bob, and every other taxpayer. Remember, that failed fucking jail will cost us $400 million. Unborn people. We'll be yeah. paying for that as well. That was supposed to fix it, but it got robbed. They'll yeah. say it went over budget. They got robbed. And now we got a new one costing us too much. And we got that deputies is- going home spreading coronavirus. And a governor's thinking about something, doing something, maybe kind of some, somehow, some way. Yeah. Like, what, 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 do, what do we do? I mean, I, 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 I don't have the answers. Yes, you do. You just you just provided the answer. Get the fucking shit in here. But why isn't it there? Well, well Karen, we just went over it because the, the government is shit. I understand, but at the end of the day, there's somebody, somebody, somewhere that is or should be held accountable. Okay. Right? Okay. Absolutely. But but the judge, right, is part of the party. The county executive is part of the party. Even the people in the minority party are part of the party. The suits run the party. We're all looking at this like, what what happened? It's the economy. It's the military. It's Congress. It's the county. Wow. Nobody's held accountable. Hey, Charlie. Yeah. 
We all knew this was coming, correct? What do you this mean? Virus. Why out? wasn't this shit fucking ordered two months ago? Yep. Word him up. Say it again, Depp. Why wasn't this shit fucking ordered two months ago? It's a great question. That, that, that's everybody's question. We buy our own personal whites that we can't find no more because everybody's out of them. For disinfectant. There's no mask, PPE, nothing. We don't have shit. Oh, my God. See, this nothing. shit does spread. It does kill. It does give you a fever. Minimum. Yeah. Like, this is every goddamn day. You heard them. We're sick all year long. It's not the Petri dish. What, what's the starting salary for a uh, 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 Wayne County Sheriff's deputy? I think it's up to 31000 Up to? What's the max? Uh, $56. And no retirement health care, Charlie. Don't forget that. So we can't get no one to come work. So you guys don't, do you guys not pay into Social Security like DPD? No, we do pay into Social Security. Okay. We do. Okay. But we have no we have no medical health care when we retire now. So. Right, and they don't Okay. We, we can't we, we can't get nobody to come to work. Hey, dude, and you're yep. it, there's mandatory overtime. They're so short. Nobody wants that job. And then well, and, and that's the thing, Charlie. The, the 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 deputies are prisoners as well. They're there 16 hours a day. They just go home to sleep and they're right back the next day. Wow. Ooh. 16 hour day. So even if you took the prisoners out of the equation, inmates, look at the Wait, inmates. I'm you sorry. know why that's important? Okay, that's because everybody thinks they're prisoners. Okay, inmates, right? If you took no, the, they're inmates. Okay, I apologize. If you take the inmates out of the equation, you still look at the level of exposure and the the disregard of your staff that's taking place in terms of their exposure, in terms of what they don't have to do in, just to do their jobs. That's correct. Uh, if you're if you're working sixteen hours a day, you're not getting the proper rest. Okay. All that good stuff. Your immune system's already run down, so any little exposure to anything, you get it. Let me do this because you know you get the you always did and you don't have a solution. Like my my point is the bitch. That's my job is to find yeah. you and report it. But correct me if I'm wrong. Some short term things. One, get the national guard in there to clean it because you got prisoners in jumpsuits doing it and they're not doing it well. Yes. Someone needs to clean it. Okay. Portable showers at intake. Right. Yeah. A vacuum sealing bag for property, correct? Yeah. Personal property equipment, I mean, uh, personal protection equipment, masks, gloves, antibiotics, all that stuff, correct? Correct. A nurse at intake to take temperatures and figure out who's who, quarantine people, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, kick nonviolent people out, like put them yeah. on a tether, send them home, and just keep the worst of the worst and segregate them, perhaps? Well, I mean, if, if they beat the criteria of not being a risk to society, if it's a, it's a low-end misdemeanor or something like that, absolutely, yeah. Deadbeat dads and so forth. Yeah. I mean, they, they want them to try to support, let them out, let them work. So they'll pay it. Well, this doesn't, and, and we need the long-term fix, but this doesn't sound like a heavy lift. Why no action? That, that's why people had to contact you, Charlie. I'm going to get it done for you, brother. Work we appreciate you guys. Yeah, we appreciate you. We're going to go now to the front lines of um, Gray Sinai because the emergency nurses there don't got shit either, bro. Yeah, I'm hearing uh, most of them are running out. Okay. I love you. I'll call you after the show. Thanks for, thanks for calling. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you guys. Be safe. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Okay, listen, folks. Please support the sponsors.
They make this go, keep them going, and we don't have sponsors that we don't believe in and personally use. I told you about ADR. I told you about American Coney Island. Luke Nowak and I talk a lot about the economy. I'm getting advice from him as to what I should do. Right? Should I should I pull a mortgage? Should I take a piece out of my house? Interest rates are low. I call Luke because Luke doesn't panic. That's not a strategy. It's true. It's not for the short-term investor, the long-term investor. It's not a strategy. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. He's busy. He's busy now. I would imagine. Folks, call him. Call him. You think about big pension systems. The, 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 the Dow just took a 30% mm -hmm. shit. What's that mean for the pension systems? It's true. It's maybe pension system, because he handles pension systems as well. Mm -hmm. So if you need some advice on what you're doing or checking in on the people that give you advice, second opinion, Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748. Be rational, not fearful. And always remember, always Securities and investment advisory service after a rolling substance and member of NRS SIPC. separately on another entity's annual marketing and product service reference here. They are independent of rolling substance, Inc. You say that backwards. Bob, what's your guy's name in Hall Financial? It was Chris Pizzuli. Okay, I need Chris because I'm going now. You know what? Here's my rational advice. Talk to Luke. I got to do what makes me comfortable. Everybody's different. That's why he's not pulling something out of the drawer. Right. I'm going to take some of my equity out of my home. I'm going to get a mortgage on a piece of my house because I want to hold what cash I have. I don't know when cash is going to start rolling again. Right. Right? So, Chris Pizzuli? I believe so. Yep. Yeah. You had a great, great... I had a great experience. He was super... You got in right on time, Holmes. I think they did, yeah. All Financial wants you to know mortgage rates fell to an all-time low over this really weird thing we're going through. Uh, lowest ever recorded by Freddie Mac, in, uh, dating back to 1971 when they first started tracking it. Our friends at Hall Financial want you to know that people are lining up to save money. So should you. They're speedy. They pay attention. They expedite it. 248-308-5000... Or go to davidhallmortgage.com. They're really busy. So is Luke. Sadly, Grace is not. That's the yin and the yang of things. That's called a balanced portfolio. You invest in a restaurant. You invest in a mortgage company. You balance. Life's a balance. Don't get knocked off balance. Right, Luke can help you with that. And so can Hall Financial. Get around to it now. Hall's processing time is nearly half their competitors. We've been telling you. They work to your schedule and your needs. You'll see. Get started by calling 248-308-5000 or going to davidhallmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, MNLS, 1467435. I say I say it backwards. I love you, Karen. I do. I, I don't know if I say it much. It's all right. I know you do. I love you, Bob. We love you too, Charlie. I love you, Grace. love you too. Thank you. Mannequin. Uh, it'd be weird to love a mannequin, but some people do it. <laughs> I we love, love you, too, bro. <clears throat> okay, so um, do we have uh, the nurse on? Yep. Hello, nurse. Hello, how are you? I'm well. Listen, um, you want to remain anonymous, no name, correct? Correct. Be afraid of uh, the, the company coming down on you, correct? Correct. 
Correct. Okay, so we're just going to call you, uh, what do you want to call her? Debbie? Nurse Debbie. Nurse Debbie. That sounds like nurse a nurse's Debbie. name. It's a good one. Debbie. How, how you like Debbie? That's fine. Debbie. She sounds like a <laughs> Debs. Um, oh, we're going to change your voice in post-production, so speak freely, and we'll, we'll double change it so they can't change it back and try to find you because they're rat things. All right. You are a first responder at where doing what? Um, I am a first responder at Sinai Grace um, as a nurse. In the emergency room. In the emergency department. Okay, what's going on there? Um, so currently we are experiencing a crisis there. Um, as nurses. Um, cut, 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 cut. You know what you're doing? Huh? You're going. Um, you're, you're trying to sound smart. Don't. Apprehensive. Uh, she is, but this is because okay. we're a family, Debbie. We're a family. You just talk. You're not lying. So look, just say. Charlie's going to protect you, so don't worry yeah, about Yeah, just that. say it. Like, let us know what's going on so we can help you help us. One. Okay. One. Do we got enough nurses in there? No. Why? There's not enough nurses. Why? Um, the administration is not um, budging with staffing currently. Wow. So how many nurses do you have in the emergency room? On a given day, we should have um, about 16. Uh, we recently had five, uh, around five nurses, um, and there were 55 patients in the department. So it was extremely unsafe for our patients. Now, is that, why, why did nurses, like, decide not to come in? Could they not? Currently, no. nurses are being on quarantine. We are low, we are understaffed on a baseline regular day before pandemic, understaffed. During pandemic, you have sick nurses, you have quarantine nurses, and we have no float pool. We have no resources to get other nurses that are qualified to work the emergency department to come in and staff with us and work with and work for our patients and give us a safe staffing ratio to patients. We just don't have that. And administration is unwilling to provide that for us. I got to uh, let the people know where uh, Sinai Grace is. It's on the west side of the city. It is very heavy. It, they, you do a lot of trauma, a lot of gunshots, a lot of old people, right? Correct. I mean, a lot. You people, yeah. people come from all over the world there to learn trauma, right? Yeah. And they Definitely. learn that you don't have a nurse, right? Yeah. What about your equipment? I was told, I, I don't know if it's changed, but you told me you were reusing it? Yes, we are reusing our um, N95 mask. We're using, our, we actually don't even get an N95 mask unless uh, we are intubating or aerosoling a patient. Otherwise, we need to use a surgical mask. We're reusing our shields that protect our eyes. If there's any, I don't know if there's any left um, anymore. So we just have to reuse those. Our gowns we are reusing now as well, and our gloves are still holding strong, but it's only a matter of time before those are are going to be short as well. So you're, you're reusing gowns, masks, and shields in an emergency? Correct, in an emergency. What the fuck? That's 
gross. Yeah. Not only is it gross, it's dangerous for the patient. Yeah, it's for what everybody. about what about your cleaning procedures? Are they improved? Have they doubled down like CDC tells everybody? No, our cleaning procedures have not. Our unfortunately our our cleaning staff I don't think even understand the grave of what they're dealing with. Um, nor did they understand that they had to be protected as well during the cleaning process. So what do um, they the wear? Were forming them. They were not wearing anything. What? What do you mean? You mean no plastic suit? No. They come in no. with their jeans and shit? Their work clothes, correct. Like their canvas? Yes. Oh, God damn. Mm -hmm. Oh, give me a second. God damn. Everybody think about that. Okay, Bob. And this is at a hospital. So this is where people go to get better. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But who's saying that's we are okay? We're so not prepared at all. But who's saying that's okay? Isn't there a supervisor? Isn't there an administrator? Isn't there a manager? Isn't there somebody that says, this is unacceptable, this should not be? Or is everybody just quiet? Turns the other way. Wow. They just turn the other way. What about hazard pay? I mean, the bus drivers got more. You guys are really, like, in people's blood. You got a little bonus? No, currently there's no hazard pay. There's no incentive pay. There's no pay to get extra nurses, and we have nothing. Um, I mean, we're here to save life, and it's exactly what we want to do. We want to save life. But we need the support. We need other nurses. We need more staff. We need all of these things. It's a for-profit. Look, I get this one again. This I know you weren't listening earlier. I got to do this guy. I call him Guy. Whoever mm -hmm. it is on Facebook, whatever. Listen, Guy, here's what we need. Go ahead, Nurse Debbie. Tell Guy what we can do right now and what all of you nurses are asking for right now. We need staff. We need staff to support our policies and procedures. We need PPE, which is personal protective equipment. These are things that we need. We need support from the administration for those things. We need them to work with us. These are the things that we need. We need to take care of our patients. These are our patients. We need them to be cared for. I want you to be honest. Okay, so let yeah. me go like this. You need gear. You need more nurses. You need uh -huh. gear. You need more nurses. A little yeah. extra pay would be nice. And can you put some plastic suits on the dope scrubbing the fucking toilet, right? Exactly. Okay, thank you. So, would you... Are you a... Debbie, you'll see Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. You're a cat person. Are you a okay. cat Are you a cat person? She said, okay. No. Are you a dog person? Yes. You're like little dogs or big, big lovey boy dogs? Big dogs. Big lovey boy dogs. What's, what's, what's big boy's name? Change his name because the hospital will track you. <laughs> Rover. Oh, Rover, Red Rover. Debbie has a dog named Rover. He keeled right over. Debbie, if, if Rover got hit by a car, would you run him into your emergency room? No, I wouldn't. Holy fuck. No, unfortunately not. And I don't think any of their, uh, the administration would either. Now, let me, let me do this. Debbie, do you, uh, are you in a union? No. No? They don't have them. Oh, wow. No. They don't have them. So what is this talking about public safety? That's Thank the you. thing. We're hey. talking public safety here. Look, everything about public safety is to get you to Debbie. 
everything about it, EMS, even cops, right? Like, go to every, the hospital, right? Yeah, go to see Debbie, who will save your life, because we know it's the nurses that really do all the work. No offense, mm-hmm. doctors, but you know that too. Get grandma, get Rover to Debbie, and Debbie's like, don't fucking bring him here. What's morale like, uh, Debbie? Uh, exhausted. Everyone is exhausted from running and doing five million jobs and trying to take care of multiple patients at the same time and just praying that everything goes as it should and nothing happens to your patients. Or to you. Or to us. Correct. Let me go like this. We put ourselves last, though. We put ourselves last to take care of our patients. But in order because to take care of the patients, somebody matters. has to put you first. Somebody has Correct. to put you first. And that would be our administration to protect us, and we are not being protected. Well, I got to tell you, Debbie, my mother-in-law was a chief nurse there. My sister-in-law yeah. was a nurse. God rest her soul. My other sister-in-law is a nurse. I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you. Let me re- let me re- we're going to get something done there. Let me, let me remind everybody out there who, who forgot or does not know <laughs> that the Detroit Medical center is a system of hospitals they used to be the public hospitals then they were running to the ground and find 30 million dollars for medicaid fraud under wait for it mike duggan who used to also be in charge of the jail when it went under court oversight for starving the jail this got sold once and then twice it's a for-profit company each year um They've been rung up. The, the president of the Legacy Board, that's, you know, a board from the leftover days of it was public, it's now private, wrote to Attorney General Dana Nessel about, about these places. Reports of dirty instruments. You guys heard that one, right? They weren't oh, yeah. cleaning the instruments. Blood was left in the ventilator machines, etc. Mm-hmm. Failed quality inspections. Lawsuits by its own doctors and nurses calling into question staffing quality, and the like. Here, let me see right here. Federal lawsuit by Ted Schreiber, uh, an MD, right, joins a suit of two other cardiologists leveling allegations that there's issues with patient care resulting, resulting from a lack of... There's issues with patient care resulting from a lack of... Yeah. Answer it. Staff. Lack of staff. No, go, no, close. Issues with I'm patient back. care resulting from a lack of... Resources? Resources. Nurses. Nurses. Don't take Which, Debbie's word for it. Take the cardiologist's word for it. Take the b- legacy board. Sue in the hospital. Take the attorney general's word for it. Now, this wouldn't be a legitimate news organization, Debbie, without a statement from the Detroit Medical Center. And I quote, during this corona scare, they've put out such a statement. Our top priority is to make sure our patients, our staff, and our community remain safe. We routinely treat infectious diseases at our hospitals, and we have strong infection control policies, procedures, and systems in place to screen and treat patients. The DMC has taken the appropriate steps, and we have trained professionals and the necessary equipment to react accordingly. We can safely and appropriately care for our patients with the necessary supplies and equipment. Sounds like a lie. So it sounds like you're sounds lying, like bullshit, Debbie. Yeah. Debbie, I think you're lying. Well, that sounds like that statement's a bunch of lies. Okay, what do you want us to do from here? 
I mean, outreaching to whoever can get us what we need, which is our staffing and our support for our nurses. The nurses need to be supported. We need, by any means, by anybody who can get us the support that we need for someone to actually care, someone to actually care for our community, our patients, us as nurses, and the whole process of healthcare. It, it, it needs to be taken serious, especially during a pandemic. We have a global pandemic where governments and countries are getting shut down for this. This is serious. We work our butts off in that ED. All of the nurses, we work so hard day in and day out, skipping our lunches, working, sweating. During this pandemic, we don't have any support. So that means we are taking care of people that are extremely contagious and very sick, and we already are running on skeleton crew typically before the pandemic. And now that we are in this pandemic, we need support, support so we can get procedures and policies, stuff for us to be able to drive and, and, and give, give the, the patients the best care and protect ourselves so we don't take it home to our families and infect our families. And the cycle will continue if we are not supportive. Okay, so governor, mayor, health board, Health and Human Services, Homeland Security, we got an issue over there. Fucking fix it. I pay for it. I know not one person listening does not agree. Debbie, thank you. I'll call you later, and we will move forward, and we will get you what you need. I thought the National Guard was out delivering shit last night. That's what I heard. Didn't happen. Our truck didn't show up, huh? No. Okay. No. Okay. This ain't over. And you know what? Where is the news, Debbie? Where are know. they? This is the real stories, am I right? This is the real raw stories. Shit. This is right from our front line. And you know who called me, Debbie? You guys. I was going to say gals, but it's guys in there too. You guys and gals. Call me. Help. I will. I Thank will. You, all right, really sister. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll keep going. going. All right. We need all the help we can get. Thank you. So we're far more vulnerable than we could ever imagine as a community. Yes, don't panic. No, don't panic. panic. Because, <laughs> no, don't panic. Carly. There are deniers out there like, it just doesn't really take many people out. Don't panic. Just be aware of where the soft spots are. Right, Karen? Wait, wait. Look at me. We're not here to make points to each other. And I'm not doing that. The point is, know where the soft soft spots are and treat yourself and your family accordingly. Knowing, look, I'll tell you what. What you going to do, sue me, Sinai? I'm just telling my family, don't go. Ambulance picks me up. We're not going there. But the community, and you said, you talked about where's the news. Why don't we know this? And, and, and part of the discussion about our vulnerability in this pandemic, take it beyond the pandemic. That's a level one trauma hospital. Right. Yeah. Well said. When people are shot, I mean, you know, when, when you've got all these issues that you hear from a crime standpoint, they go to Sinai Grace. Yes. When you've got a senior citizen, a senior citizen place right across the street, when yes. they get sick, 
they go across, they, they go to Sinai Grace. Yes. So we're vulnerable as a community, but is this a microcosm of what's going on at their other facilities around the city? That's not the only, that's not the only DMC place in, this, in town. This is my, my problem with the country writ large. How, you know, I mean, again, uh, we started the show with this. this ex to me, this exposes how lazy and contemptible we've been. I don't remember one mass emergency uh, practice in the streets of Detroit. I don't remember one. You, you, were, you were in uh, government for a while. Was there one? No, the big pandemic, the big fire, the 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 chemical Blackout. terrorism, you know, right? You know. Blackout, but like, yeah. You know. Where where I, I thought we were prepared. I just heard three weeks ago from you because your sister's a doctor. Right. Oh, we're America, man. We got this like nobody else got this. No, we don't. We don't. South Korea's doing a better job though. We we, we don't we don't even have soap in the jails. Right. Nobody's even watching. We don't we don't got gowns right. or masks in the emergency room. We got custodians. Walking around in jumpsuits. Simple shit. Wow. Now, all right. I know, look, I, I hope, uh, folks out there, listen, I, I hope you're enjoying it because, you know, when it's news, it's news. It's a reality, Charlie. It's what, reality. That's why, you know, Karen and I, we, we can sit and just bullshit for hours. We don't BS, Charlie. It's no BS. It's no BS. It's no BS. Way to promote it. Okay, but look, so I wake up. So number one, what does this pandemic reveal? One, our lack of preparedness and our sloth, right? Number two, the underpinnings of the economy. You know in this show we like to talk about the economy. I don't know. I think corporate debt, this and the uh, uh, household debt, government debt. So <clears throat> I wake up, I go, we really need a cool-ass economist. We really need one, right? So one of the listeners of the show, Dylan Hernandez, he goes to the University of Chicago. He's from Michigan, one of ours, bright young man. He goes, you got to talk to my old professor, Mark Blythe. Okay, Mark is a professor of international economics and political science at Brown University. His research focuses on how uh, uncertainty and randomness impact economic systems and why people continue to believe dumbass economic ideas despite the buckets of evidence. To the contrary, he's the author of several books. And yes, I am proud he is with us today. Good day, Mark. Hey, how's it going, my friend? Uh, what, what's that accent? What's that? Scottish, 100%. 100% Scottish. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me, let me just I even say. eat haggis. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, no, I eat haggis. It sounded good. Haggis. <laughs> I don't know, man, but you guys can make like shit on a spoon sound good. Say it. Say it. Shit on a spoon. Shit on a spoon. Oh, very dude. nice. Sounds delicious. <laughs> 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 but but you're Scottish, which means you're actually a redneck. You're regular. You're not like yeah, totally. I, I, I literally we are the people who invented redneck. Like when we go out in the sun, no, 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 seriously. When we're so redneck that when we go out in the sun, we go blue, then we go red. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what all that means. <laughs> um, well, well, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, you, you know what? So what do you want to talk about? Well, you know what Mick Jagger said to the Scotsman. What's that? Oh hey, yeah, jump on my hey, you. Hey, yeah, hey, no, McLeod, no. get off me, you. To get off me, you exactly. <laughs> You know how copper wire was invented? No, how? Yes, I do. Scotsman fighting over a penny. Yeah. <laughs> Shilling, mate. 
Okay, so so Mark, uh, listen, this is really important. <laughs> She's laughing. You go laugh in that microphone. Make it feel good. <laughs> this is pretty good. One. Remember, Mark. Here's the thing about human beings. Most of them, especially mm-hmm. you know, we in the Midwest, we're not um, stupid. We're just ignorant to some facts. You explain the facts, and you know, we're no longer ignorant. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'll put it a different. I'll put it a different way. I'm from the east coast of Scotland. We're very similar sort of people. You can only bullshit and lie to people so many times before they figure out that you don't know what you're talking about either. So it's best not to do that in the first place. Right. Now, I mean, dude, you're, you're, you're like, you write for uh, foreign policy. You're what you're well known. You're a professor at an Ivy League university. Your work is known. So speak in regular people language. Cause we were talking the other day about money multipliers. Sure. And what. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Question number one, how bad is it? unprecedentedly bad but we will survive so let me unpack that usually go back to the last time we had a big financial crisis 2008 banks got into trouble with mortgages all that sort of stuff right very complex hard to understand but basically the banks lent too much and the income that was coming in to make that whole disappeared so the whole thing collapsed to the big debt pyramid this time around it's not the banks it's what we call the real economy and what does that mean The paychecks that people take home are what ultimately power the economy. If there's no demand, there's no supply. There's no point taking a bunch of shit to market if there's no money to buy it. And what we've had to do for the first time ever is to take all that money and confine it to our houses. And that means it's going to be very difficult to get those money out to businesses, particularly because lots of people in those businesses aren't allowed to go to their businesses to make the shit that we would buy. So we've basically taken the kind of the, if you will, the circular flow of money that makes the economy work and we've frozen it. And we've never been in that position before. Now, why have we had to do this? Because you have a very hard choice. You either have an economic crisis and then you solve your public health crisis or you have a public health crisis which destroys your economy in the process. There's no good trade-off. So what we're doing is slowing down the economy, putting it in a deep freeze, trying to figure out what we need to keep everything on life support, and then we fight this virus, we kill this virus, and then we move on. So let me ask this. Well, well done. Well said. Bravo. You guys like that? I love it. I got a, I got a tingled below, Mark. It was an excellent explanation. I, I don't like what it says. Okay, so let's not panic. What does this reveal? How hard is it going to be to kickstart it, Mark? Because, again... I, I watch, you know, you have a pandemic and things freeze, but you shouldn't lose a third of the value in the stock market. Does this say something about the nature and the depth and height of debt? You miss a couple payments, defaults start cascading, if you could. So let's separate two things, stocks and debt. Let's deal with them separately. Okay, well done. All those retirement accounts that we have, those 401ks, here's a little known fact. Only 20% of them have any significant amount of stocks in them. The stocks market is in other people's game. It's for rich Americans. And they've taken a spanking. But here's the good news. They can afford it because they're rich. Now, let's talk about debt. It's absolutely true that the richer you are, the more debt you can take on. But you've also got more resources to pay that debt off, which is why if you're at the bottom end of the income scale, you've got debt, they charge you higher rates, You've got more risk of default. Your income's more precarious. That's why it hurts more at the bottom. So the stock market falling 
is because it's been, as they say, overjuiced. It's overbought. It's all that rich money flying into it to try and buy things to make more money for rich people. And it's overvalued. And it was due a correction. Was it due a correction this big? Actually, we could talk about it. You could almost justify that it is. That's not our problem. The you know, real my, problem to interrupt, is you know what my target was? You know what my target? I thought the Dow was probably its true value was somewhere between twenty and 23000 Anybody that knows me knows that. I, just, I, I remember whenever you have big, finan- big financial crises, equity markets, stock markets generally fall 40 or 50%. So when we had the last Ooh. big shock, it was fourteen three, and it bottomed out at six five. So we got a ways to go. Now let's wow. talk about the real issue, which is the debt that ordinary people have. If you're at the bottom end of the American income distribution, which basically means the 60 percentile right all the way through, the people who are earning less than 50000 a year, you're in debt up to your eyeballs and your wages haven't been increasing. Now your wages have stopped. You're probably renting rather than owning. How are you going to actually make those paychecks? How are you going to make those bills? That's the real problem we need to talk about now. The stock market is something to worry about six months from now. We've got to keep paychecks going into homes to keep people whole. That's the real problem. So what do we do? This is, is, is the uh, government, Trump, uh, nuking the Treasury Secretary, are they right to be sending stimulus checks home? You know what the British government just did? Literally 40 minutes ago? Yeah, left Europe. They got on television, they got on television and said, if you are laid off because of this, we're going to pay 80% of your wages for as long as it takes. Wow. wow. We're not going to send you checks. We're going to get your employer to pay you. We're going to order the bank to pay the employer, and then we backstop the bank. And at the end of the day, we'll have a bunch of extra debt. But you know what? How do you pay for government debt? You pay for government debt through taxes. So when the economy recovers, corporations in this country that pay virtually no taxes, guess what? You want to bail out this time? You'll be paying more taxes in the future. Uh, but didn't... So we've got plenty of tax capacity to bring this back down. But let's get to the other side of the chasm first. Didn't Milton Friedman famously say, though, that you can paper over the structural imbalance all you want, but eventually you're going to have to pay the piper? Yeah, but I've never actually met the piper. I don't know who he you're is. You're a fucking Scotsman! Uh, whether... The fuck? No, I don't. Exactly. Of course I know what a piper is, but what the hell has that got to do with that type of logic? <laughs> We're not in a world where we've got too much money chasing too few goods. We're inventing a world where the money supply has frozen. We're not making any goods. And unless you get paychecks in people's hands, let's think about the ultimate calculus here. The United States, unique amongst all countries, has 330 million people in it and 270 million handguns. So let's do the fucking math on it not working out. Good point. So what do you tell the person? Let's worry about inflation. When we stop that happening. Why is there no inflation? We just printed a buttload of money. Naturally, we've pe- been doing this for 10 years. Think about this. That's global financial crisis. $17 trillion yen and euro going to the global money supply. Interest rates fall. There's no inflation anywhere. Why? Yeah. Because when Milton was writing about the 1970s, we had these little closed economies. Loads and loads of uh, high-pressure labor markets. Think of people going off to Vietnam War, fighting a huge economy, uh, the Cold War, all this sort of stuff. And that whole economy overheated. And then you got militant labor and strikes and the whole thing. And that was the world he wrote in. We don't live in that world anymore. There's no such thing as unions. You guys in Michigan should know that above anything else. <laughs> you have no way of telling business, hey, we want a bigger share of the pie. So you've been getting a smaller, smaller share of the pie. 
When you bring 800 million people into the global labor supply from China and elsewhere through globalization, that's going to push down the wages in the core. That's going to increase profits without it basically going back to labor. This is the rise in inequality that we've had. And everybody's getting older. So there's no increase in consumption over the long run anyway. So what do you end up with? A world with no inflation. You can chuck all the money you want at it. Nobody's spending it. Uh, because people aren't buying things, so there's not pressure on prices, meaning millennials yeah, don't have dick except debt. Indeed. And there's a huge problem right there. If you're a laid-off millennial now, what's the one loan you can't default on? Your student, student loans. loans. To, the government's credit, to, the, to the government's credit, they've suspended the interest payments. So how the hell are you going to make principal? And by the way, uh, they used to be kind of illegal in this country to actually have loans you can't default on because that's called an indentured labor contract. That was abolished in the 19th century. And guess which piece of shit brought that back in the mid-2000s? Um, um, Mayor Mike Duggan. He's the senator for Delaware. Yes, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Absolutely. Boom. Chosen bed with the banks. Oh, in bed with the banks? He's building a hammock on top of the bed to have an orgy. <laughs> you sound like, look, I'll tell you what. I've said this, I believe this, and I'll say it again. The more I listened to him, the more I liked Bernie's dissection of the problems with the fi- global financial system. My, my beef with the guy was his solution. Is this, what do you think of that? Yeah. I think that's perfectly reasonable. We can all basically differ on what we should do. But the first thing is, as any engineer will tell you, first, define the problem. Then we can figure out lots of different ways of doing it. But first, define the problem. And I'll give you that. I think Bernie is absolutely right on the problem. If you run a country where basically 90% of all of the increase in wealth that's gone on since the financial crisis has gone to the top 5%, that is true. And then you hit a bump in the road. What happens to the 95%? We don't care that we're the only country in the world that doesn't have basic comprehensive health care for all of its citizens because we think that's a personal problem. You failed. You need to look after yourself and your family. Yeah? How does a virus fit into that? Because that's called a public health problem. That's when their lack of coverage becomes the thing that kills your grandma. We are all in this together. We do a wonderful attempt of explaining to each other that we're not, but we actually are. And that's what we're going to get. And this is a good opportunity to take a look at how precarious you, the individual, with the health insurance, right? What, what, how precarious your position is because a lot of people are worried they're not going to have it tomorrow. Not that I'm Absolutely. advocating. I'm, you know, I just try to have guys like you on. I don't want to advocate for anything I... I'll do that personally. I'm not smart enough to know how to fix it. But this is a great moment for us to truly open up our skin and look at the disease within. I think that's absolutely right. And look, here's the thing. Forget about health. Just think about it as insurance. So you've all got cars. Everybody's sitting in your studio. Everybody's listening. You want cars. Imagine that the car Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't let that pass. Mannequin Joey, the millennials got. What's that called, Joey? Smart car. He's got a smart car. So like I, two I don't, inches long. All right. For those of us who are old enough to have regular cars, <laughs> right? what that means is, at the end of the day, imagine that the car insurance companies work the same way as health insurance companies. So you phoned them up and they said, hi, I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to get my car insured. And they tried their hardest not to insure you. Imagine that you had a rear-ender and like you had to fight for six months to get them to even pay for the bill for the garage. 
That's what we have as health insurance. That's for people who have coverage. How much more shit can you make the system? I have a really good health care plan, wonderful coverage. I have a six grand family deductible. That means I have to pay six grand before they cover anything serious. Now, that means that every year I need to earn 10,000 in income, pay my taxes, and then spend six grand before the policy that I have that I pay $1,000 a month for actually kicks in. What the hell is this? No wonder it costs 18% of GDP and everybody else pays half of that for the same health outcomes. This is a bullshit system. Professor, do you have a YouTube channel? I, I could listen to you. He's for a awesome. Long time. Huh? I, I, I actually do. There is a YouTube channel. <laughs> Somebody else put it up there. Somebody else put it up there, but you just put my name and you'll find it. All right, I'm going to check it out. Okay, listen. Um, I, I, could, I'm serious, I could do this all day. I, I, I won't. Uh, you, you'll come back. You'll be the official uh, economic analyst. Oh, happy to come back. Happy oh. to come back. But listen, I've got to tell you a couple of Scottish jokes before you go. You ready? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go tip for ten. All right, just one. It's a, it's a double. Here we go. Okay. What do you call a Scotsman in a suit the first time you see him? Uh, defendant? Yeah, the accused, exactly. <laughs> what do you call a Scotsman in a suit the second time you see him? The deceased. Your Honor? The deceased. You got it. You deceased. see, we're the same people. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, my, my people uh, are, are great founders of this nation. A part of them uh, up in Mackinac Island, there's something called the McGulpin House. The McGulpins uh, baked bread for the military fort up there. That's the, the McAlpins. They're the McGregors. Yeah, McAlpins. Yep. Yeah. Highland Scott. So we oh, got cool. a little something together, brother. Oh, you're the lowland, right? You're the lowland. I'm kind of like the, the lower highlands, but it's more on the coast. We were basically the people that they didn't manage to throw into the sea during the Reformation. Wasn't that, weren't you Williams people and they sent you to Ulster? No, that's the other side of the country. We were the Catholics they didn't manage to kill. Oh, you're Catholic. Okay, good. I like yeah. it. Okay, you passed. You passed the muster. Hey, what, <laughs> dude, this is, this is one hell of a length, isn't it? Oh, yeah. This is kind of like... It is. I, 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 look, the Lord always tests you. It's, it's a test. Give everybody a... Met, listen... Give everybody a message that hold together, be tight, it'll be okay if you believe that. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do believe that. Then, then give us something to lean on. Yeah, listen, I moved to this country 30 years ago. I'm a citizen, right? The reason I chose to be here, the reason I will remain here, and the reason I have faith in this place is not because of the government. It's because of American people. You have a tremendous capacity for doing the right thing once you've exhausted every other possibility. (laughs) And that's what we'll do this time, too. I love it, dude. Wow. Thank you, man, and uh, happy Easter. And I'm going to uh, text me your address. I'm going to send you a Coney kit from American Coney Island. They're delicious. That would be brilliant. Wonderful. Okay. Thanks, Call me buddy. anytime. Talk Thank to you guys later. Right. Thanks, Professor. He was good. No problem. Bye-bye. Make, make me want to go back to school. Yeah. Hey, you guys, did you understand him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too much debt. Rich guys borrowed money, put yeah. it in the stock market, blew it up, bought stock back, took profit you got shit your 401k doesn't even really got a lot of it for those of you that do relax it'll bounce but what does that mean for like some of grace's workers that are as he said yeah yeah, you heard about the paychecks yeah Yeah. that i'm saying think about that like what did he say? I didn't hear that, but the Brits are like going to guarantee 80% of your check for as long as yep. it takes. But they're not sending the residents checks. They are making sure that the employer continues to pay. But then somehow the employer is going to be covered because then by they're the just government. Because of, yeah, exactly. by the government. Well, I, I got a suspicion, and this is fresh off. Now it's bullshit hour. I suspect the government backstops the business. 
that the, the government doesn't have a true mechanism to distribute checks. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do is have the businesses distribute the checks and then distribute to businesses, which makes more sense than mailing everybody in here a, a check. fucking check. Well, if it's coming from well, the because Trump, the, then the, wait, it, let it sink in. Then the it, worker it, actually gets the money. Boom. But right. yes. there's a delivery system, right. Right, which isn't the U.S. Post Office. Right. right. Makes if, it, or it, direct deposit. That's what they want to do. If it's coming from Trump, I want cash. <laughs> Direct deposit. This is all. This check. is all just digits, man. <laughs> I know it is. We're just talking, but I don't want to check from. Oh, him. by the I'm way, I'm with Karen on that. I want cash. I'm getting texts like Trump. people are making runs on the bank, folks. Don't make runs on the banks. It's the amount of money that exists in the world. You just got texts people telling you. Yeah. Oh my God, the credit cards are shutting down to the ATMs. I'm like, listen, everybody. There's I, again bullshit hour. There's I forget. I used to know this. This is not even in the ballpark. We're not even going to Google it. $300 billion cash in the world. Something like that. You know, everybody's th- fearful. It's kind of like right? it's a wonderful Well, that's life. it. Yeah. Give, me, give me mine. I want to make but sure. But that's I got interesting it, when the government budgets $4.5 trillion. They're printing it. <laughs> no, it's all well, a multiplier. It's I all know, digits. But still. It's all numbers. And that's how the Fed can create money to, buy, to buy bonds, which is they just add the zeros on. They control money supply. Right. We'll and which they thing. just did to the amount of trillion dollars. So this show, you know, I was here yesterday with Drew, and he's like, he can't, you heard him, Joe. He can't believe people are actually listening to it. What? Right? He said, well, it's because we need some news. Charlie, we do people, need some news somewhere. You know people listen. I tell you about people that I bump into that just out of the blue. People listen because they want something of substance. Yeah. I mean, everybody, because I said earlier not they, boring and turn, empty. Well, not only that, but that means something. Everything is repetitive. It's just a reconfiguration of the same thing on a loop. They want to understand it. What does I hear that it every mean? day at the Coney Island. Oh, we listen to that podcast because they get it. They understand it. It's real. It's fresh. Can they hear me now? Is my mic up? Yeah. You notice how that stopped? <laughs> I wonder what happened. See, I don't know. Was that a test run? You said, well, we don't going to turn our mic up yet. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Dude, we could f- go on for hours and people listen because you know what? There's nothing to do. You know what I posted last night? Just cause I was drinking alone with my Facebook, my wife was my wife my was Facebook. having a wine with her Netflix, right? Because there's only so much you can look at each other. <laughs> Jesus, it's a little house in the <laughs> near the highway, and uh, I just posted like, left-handed people are smarter. That's a scientific yes, fact. Yes, you did. Just to watch <laughs> it go, and enjoyed it all night long. And did it take off? Yeah, oh, I mean geez. everything's taking off. It's another reason why I'm not on Facebook. Well, what are but, you doing? People are looking for something to connect with to right. Charlie. And people connect with you. They've always connected with you. Uh, and so that continues to resonate with just the average person. And Charlie's related to everybody. I don't care if we talk to a Native American, an African American, an Irishman, whoever. Charlie's related Somehow to related. everybody. <laughs> you yeah. always say you're every man. The, all my people. Okay. And believe me, I'm really capable of hating. But I don't hate for dumb reasons. I don't even really hate, you know, I like to like, look, let's just make up. It's just better that way. But I, I just, I don't like pissy people. Pissy, pissy. Who would you hate, Charlie? Who or what would you really hate? I don't see that in you at look, all. I'll even t- well, look, there are people that scare me. I don't know if you've ever been to like, you know, well, you were hanging some out heavy parts. They don't scare me. They have actually fucking amused me until you watch them. With themselves, then they fucking are scary, right? Because there's, there's certain human things they don't respect. Mobs scare me. When 
most mobs aren't mobs if you're looking in their eye. Right. When you look in their eye and nothing comes back, that's a fucking mob and you better get out of the way. What saddens me is everybody's opinion and heart is hardened. Mm -hmm. You don't want to listen to a guy like Mark. Oh, by the way, you see that? He said Bernie very absolutely identifies it, but he also agrees that those aren't the solutions. That's a trained international economist. That's a guy that would sit on the presidential council. As he should. He understands what the Fed's for. And what scares me is people are like, we abolish the Fed. You know why? Because I, I heard that on a meme. And I'm like, that's no way to approach life. It's never too late to get smarter. I will tell you something. What I'm doing during this God has decided that we will slow down, we will reintroduce ourselves to our family, you will realize how much food you're throwing out. Yep. You will realize these things. I'm taking the time to restudy Spanish and restudy Russian. My daughter's got a two-hour workday. Their school will start electronically again. She's got two hours where she's required to read and what she's going to do. And those are my language study hours. That's good. Why not? I've been they, those books have been sitting out to do it forever. But that's what I think this time is for too. I think you know this is Lent, so it's an opportunity for some introspection. You know, for people to look at who they are. What are we doing? We waste time. We waste food. We waste money. We have more than we need. We aren't aware of the voids and the vulnerability um, of uh, those in our community, and this is shining a light on it. I mean, it's an opportunity for us to reconfigure how we live, and hopefully come back better. Mm. One would hope. Mm. That's from Karen. Mark the Economist to tell you that. Now I'm thinking next week. You know who I'm going to ask? Come on. My priest, Father Paul. I miss him. I know he'd have good stuff to say about this. We can't go to church. Uh, listen, if you're Muslim or you're an atheist or a Jew or Rastafari, I don't know, but he's a good man. Listen to him. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna. I know. Eastern Hindu, <laughs> Confucian, right? What's the other one? Hotep. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Charlie. Hotep. We get it. Navajo. Okay, we get it. Okay. I want to talk to your mom again. I want her okay. to come on. But also, uh, I, I think he's he's locked in. We got to make sure the corporation says, "Okay, we we'll have Tucker Carlson next week," mm -hmm. and and Father Paul. Okay. Tucker been beating some ass. Mm -hmm. When everybody thinks he's a fat, I, you know what? He's got respect in my corner of planet Earth. Again, I try to respect everybody. Some things I don't agree with, some I do. Be somebody and remember, try to love one another. And don't cough. <laughs> Sorry about that, Drew. Can't wait to see what song we got. Demonstration, integration, occupation, humiliation, obligation.
Turning it off. That one is a bad play, though. Bob, don't forget to change those voices. Yeah. 